All right, here we are back for another episode of Two Guys and the Cloud. I'm guy number one, Elliot Barrett's joined by to me, uh, Robin to Elliot's Batman, evidently. <laughs> I'm Bob Agno. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good good morning happy holidays to everybody we've got a great show today and uh it's it's gonna be fun and it's an external guest from microsoft and we're excited about some of the topics he's got yes well and and welcome jake shankin yes. thank How you are you well i guess i'm playing the role of cloud if it's two guys in the cloud i will be the cloud oh you're here. the cloud very good yeah. okay guys, i like that i think I'm that's right I've been called a lot worse, so I can go with the cloud. <laughs> but you don't look like a cloud. He doesn't look like a cloud. <laughs> well, you you yeah. got a gray kind of shirt on today, so I mean, you know, yeah. grayish color. Yeah. Match my beard. Yeah, that's right. It's amazing that you can get a gray beard at 22. I mean, you know. I, yeah, I have the same problem. For those yeah. who, those that are watching on our YouTube channel, they can see that Jake and I are both suffering from the same affliction, which is you know, aging. Yeah. Um, which, you know, obviously is, you know, it's sad, but it pulls forward a different perspective, I think. It really does. It does. Yeah. yeah. But thank you for joining us, Jake. I um, I appreciate it. And I, I think, um, you know, I guess one of the things we want to do is first sort of let our audience know what we're going to talk about today. So, you know, our, our goal here is to talk, yes, a little bit about premature aging, but mostly <laughs> about um, the cloud and its impact on remote the remote workplace environment and i think we could call this thing a lot of different things you know like i i know in the world of microsoft we call it the modern worker or the modern workplace um but you know i think in the age of corona there's this whole big intersection of what is remote working and you know how does technology enablement and enable that and in particular how does the cloud enable that so that's going to be our sprawling conversation but um but before we get to that Maybe we can get Jake to give us a bit of a background on himself because we learned so much about our guests through these little intros. <laughs> Jake, Jake, tell us about you. And since he's 22, he's just starting his career. So right. it's probably know, not it's a very, very deep short. experience. Uh, yeah, I came from Foot Locker. Um, <laughs> Microsoft It's my first first job. So thanks, Bob. Um, no, so... To be able to get that, discount. it's not as good as it used to be. Actually. Oh, no, all right, 40%, and now I think it's down to 20, which is rough. You know, oh, that's so a tough shout one. out to all the teenagers out there listening to this podcast, working at Foot Locker. Um, so yeah, so a little background. So, um, Jake Schenken, I'm been at Microsoft for just over actually 16 years now, um, but been in the channel working with either at or with partners for a long time, you know, longer than that. So maybe, you know, coming on 25 years or so. Um, and I've had some experience at different types of partners, um, some of our scale resellers, um, some of our distributors, um, but mostly always focused on, you know, serving our customers from a Microsoft perspective. Um, so I've had a, a pretty varied experience um you know in different in different um, points in the value chain with our customers um and at, at microsoft have done a couple different roles uh in this time you know about four or five different roles all centered around our partner ecosystem and how we can you know help our customers be uh more successful so um everything from kind of oem partners um you know our our 
PC manufacturers to learning partners to scale resellers to services partners. Um, and, you know, I think all of that has led up to the now working very closely um, with these two guys, um, you know, and, and the cloud uh, at, at Insight. So uh, it's been it's been a fun ride. And, you know, the one thing I think we can all agree on is it's never a dull moment because our industry and technology is forever changing and there's always something new to learn uh and something to do as so if for those of you watching on youtube you can see my background here behind my video says i'm not here to be right i'm just here to get it right and i think it's never been more true than you know the time we're in right now i'm okay not knowing everything and you know that that's a that's an opportunity for me so yeah, hopefully no, that that helps. If you if you want to dive in anywhere, I'm happy to do that too. No, 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 that's great. And you know, like full disclosure, I mean, we've worked together for a couple chapters, so we we've been around the same block a few times, which has been a ton of fun. Actually, I think, you know, for me that that may be helpful in terms of a segue. So you know, like as you and I have worked together for all these years, yeah, one of the things that I know I've benefited from has been you know just all the many journeys physically that we've been on, like in terms of getting on a plane, going to a city, meeting with sales organizations, being on the road, you know, and, and none of it being what we are today, which is this remote experience, right? right. And it's, and it, you know, I've always found it to be instrumental in terms of critical, you know, to the relationship forming, kind of, you know, the, the idea that we very often, it's all, you know, people tell you all the time, right? Business is about relationships and, Gosh, it turns out to be really true. Yeah, really does. You know, and I know that I don't you know, I wonder how much it is, how much of that is happening today. Like, you know, we have this relationship because right. of our time in the trenches together, you know, sure. and I wonder what, you know, like, I wonder how, you know, in the world of the remote worker. Yeah. Do relationships become relationships the way they were before. That sounded like a sex in the city thing. Like a question. <laughs> In the era of a remote worker, do relationships become relationships anymore? What yeah. are relationships? Yeah. That's so an interesting point. Oh, go ahead, Bob. You know, well, I think, you know, to that point is things like we're doing right now, right? We're, we're doing a Teams meeting to bring all of us together, do the podcast and put it on YouTube, right? And it's different. I would say that, um, you know, before COVID, uh, a lot of people use Teams or other platforms, but didn't share video, right? I, it was very rare for um, you know, us to be on a meeting with a customer or internally and there be video sharing. Now it's kind of the norm over the last, you know, eight to nine months. So I think people are starting to connect in different ways. And I think using Teams, using the video feature has really helped uh, do that, mostly in the pandemic that we're all yeah. going through. That's so I, I think it's to to your question, Elliot, I think people are connecting that way um, a little bit differently than they were before. Um, I'm an old time Microsoft person as well. And uh, I remember when I first started at Microsoft, I had a $40,000 T&E budget. So I could just basically use it and do whatever I wanted with it. That's the crazy. next year it was 20. The year after that, they took it away, <laughs> right? And and the purpose was is because we have collaboration tools like this and are able, whether you're sitting in an office um, or sitting at home, it really doesn't matter. So, um, you know, that's kind of how I see it a little bit. 
Yeah, but that's a great. Check. I love that, Bob. Um, and Elliot, to kind of tag on to your, you know, kind of opening thought there. Um, I do think that you know, it's definitely easier to further relationships that existed pre-COVID yeah. when you were able to connect in person. Um, so like like we're doing right now or we have done, you know, over the last seven or eight months, um, you know, because we have a foundation of, you know, all those meetings and getting on the road together so we can continue that. Right. For net new relationships, um, kind of to your point, Bob, um, you know, that's harder. Right. And you have to think yeah. about it differently. Uh, you know, me actually working with Insight um, this go around, which has only been about six months um, now. I. I in the past as well. But, um, you know, that's essentially net new. A lot of new faces for me in, in a business partnership. Um, and, you know, Bob kind of like tagging on to your thoughts there. You know, I had to really be thoughtful about how am I going to establish trust? Um, you know, we all feel and know that some of that stuff happens outside of a meeting, you know, so whether it's dinner or the, you know, drink in the lobby bar after, you know, we feel like we can leverage those moments to build trust and, you know, learn a little bit more about each other. So I've had to be very thoughtful about how do I do that in a completely virtual environment. Um, and I've, I've used video a lot. Um, I think I'm more comfortable with spending the first five minutes or so of calls to chit chat you know, whereas I think before that was, you know, a little more cringy for me, you know, like, hey, we're on a call. We got 30 minutes. You know, let's get going. That's Great. a really good, that's a really good call Point. out. Nice yeah, weekend, I think, you, you know, know I think like, that's okay, let's go. And now we all kind of pause and sometimes 12 minutes in, you know, we're still doing the, you know, oh yeah, one more thing. And then, you know, my kids in school and, you know, and all that. And I think we're a little more comfortable with that now to, to your question, Elliot, like that's, yeah. That's no, I, I, you know, I haven't actually paused to think through how we've how we've evolved through the years. We've become almost entirely dependent on this technology and being a remote workforce and developing relationships. Because you're right, it's 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 about developing the new relationships and the nuances we're building today to be able to do that in this way. So maybe maybe a step back. So like one of the things, you know, because I just jumped into that question, you know, it, the premise, you know, in all of this, just a level set for those you know, listening and thinking, okay, what's the correlation between the remote worker and the cloud, right? It may help to connect the dots here for those that may not be as, you know, literate, you know, the things that we take for granted, right? So when we talk about remote working, you know, obviously we're in that right now, right now in this particular conversation, we're, we're, we're remote, you know, you're in, well, the Seattle area, Jake, and, yes. you know, um, Bob's in Florida, you know, I'm in Illinois, you know, and we're able to have this conversation largely because of, the cloud, you know, and it's yes, it's the internet that's, you know, allowing the communication to go back and forth. But the software that we're using in this case is Teams, and that's letting us collaborate in real time and it's letting us work remotely, you know. And so the cloud that, you know, the parts of the cloud that enable this are, from a Microsoft perspective, largely things like Teams or what you would call 365. Yeah. Um, what, you know, are the competitors out there would talk in terms of things like Slack, Salesforce, perhaps now that owns Slack, uh, Google, things of that nature. Um, it's a I whole entire they, industry. Those must be emerging technologies. I haven't heard of any of those, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, they're brand new. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Um, 
so that that's you know that's how the you know the cloud is enabling this because it's allowed industry to consolidate that investment and to create these you know best in class uh, environments that allow today's industry to work remotely. You know that's that's the notion here. Um, so yeah. you know I I guess you know like one of the things that I was thinking about was if I think about remote working, what are the things that I'm doing today that I wasn't doing before the pandemic that's allowing me to succeed? And, you know, you just mentioned some very human things to it, but are any feature sets, any things that you're, you know, you're seeing or observing that are people, what people are doing to pull forward different technologies to be productive? Absolutely. I think, um, I think Bob's is the, is the easy answer first is video, right? So like yeah. that's number one, video's on, you know, probably 80% of the time, um, unless something crazy is happening in your house or, you know, it's a 6 a.m. meeting. Um, so that's one, so you're getting facial expressions, you know, um, you know, as you're talking, you're reading the room virtually, uh, as opposed to, you know, we've all been on, on calls only, no video where, you know, it's silence, and you're you're not sure is this going great or mm -hmm. you know was this a bomb or did, did I get hung up on accidentally or are we going through a tunnel or you know what's happening? Um, so so that's number one. I think that thing that's um, different, you know, in this in this time from a, like a team's functionality standpoint, is this this idea of collaborating in real time on a document. Um, you know, yeah. while you're using video on a call, we call it together mode. Um, but, you know, you can think of it however you want. So, you know, pulling up a doc, I was just doing it this morning and it was so casual because it's just part of our DNA now with a peer of mine working on a business review. You know, I just had it up and we're both kind of working on it and wordsmithing and different slides and we're flipping back and forth and I can see oh she's on slide four and I'm on slide two and if I'm curious what she's typing I can go to slide four and see oh that just got deleted and that got moved around and you know it's it's very um it's like futuristic. It's like that minority yeah. report screen, you know, where you're watching I mean, you know, you're hundred percent right. I mean you're pulling really good thoughts out here you know the this idea of human behavior is so real you know I, and i hadn't even thought to bring that up as a major topic but as you're talking i like that you know you have to develop a skill set to be able to work in the moment with somebody on the same document in real time i mean that that's not a natural thing you know like you have to find a way to develop that skill set you right. know you I, I you're absolutely right i mean i think just like any other error or chapter in technology it's pulling us into another way to behave so that's yeah i i i've yeah honestly i've yet to that level of intensity in terms of that what you know what you what did you call it what was what's the microsoft together mode? Together yes mode. that i have not been in together mode <laughs> yeah sometimes you need to be in together mode in your own household you know with your family you know that's, that's right like, yeah on, all right guys we're all going to join the same document that's exactly right. <laughs> that's scary uh, I think the, I was going to say the other thing that I find like amusing and, and interesting is this idea of your video background. You know, I think, you know, you have to be, it's, I guess, how do I say this? Like the first, this is being honest, the first six months into this, I didn't really even think about what my background was. You know, if I, if I turned off this virtual thing, I mean, behind me is like blinds, you know, to my window. 
not interesting at all. They're gray with a gray wall, you know, and all that. And then I started to realize, like, you know, folks like yourself, Elliot, like, you've got something deliberate behind you. And for those of us on the pod podcast, he's got banners up of uh, baseball teams that he, uh, you know, likes to follow and is affiliated with in his heart. Uh, he's got the Cubs is the biggest banner. I'll just say that. And he is in Illinois. <laughs> so there's other ones up there too, but he, he's most a Cubs guy. But, you know, that's a thoughtful, deliberate um, display on your part, Elliot, in terms of this is what you want to people to know about you. If you never speak on a call, that's what they're going to see. Right. Yeah. And I will say it frequently is a conversation starter. So right. I, I have gotten jumped on to a number of conference calls, you know, folks that don't know me. And this gets back to like developing relationships in the beginning remotely. That's become a conversation starter, which has been good. You know, it helps. That's so great. funny story. Um, yeah. it, I think it was early in the pandemic. And I think Ellie and I were on the same call and it was with a customer and he was shutting down a data center and he was. Um, I guess there were a few people there, but he was working kind of by himself and he shared video. It was him with a clock in the back and he had a mask on and it looked like a hostage situation. To be honest with you, it was completely I, I wanted him to pull up a newspaper or yeah. to give us a sign that he was OK. <laughs> right? it, it was it was something out of the movies. Uh, it really was that uh, that. And I, you know, he was obviously talking and interacting with us. And I'm just thinking to myself, boy, uh, you know, blink twice if you're okay or something like that. Right, because right. it was, it was just kind of, uh, you know, just chilling almost to see yeah. that. But, you know, it was just, he was in a, a, a weird location with a clock in the back and, yeah. and, but it was very vanilla. And I thought to myself, wow, you know, that, uh, you know, these backgrounds, you know, make. Yeah. I love that. And I think, you know, the other thing, just background in that genre, um, you know, is, you know, in the past, you know, prior to this being normal, you know, for us and all being more comfortable with, you know, remote working, which is the theme of our podcast today, brought to you by Acre Hotels. No, I'm just prematurely <laughs> <laughs> uh, aging. Yeah. <laughs> um you know, is, you is do the have sponsorship opportunities. Please yeah, call Blair exactly. Please contact <laughs> sponsors at insight.com. Oh, no. So it is the idea of sort of like background disruption, you know, like I've noticed over time during this pandemic that in the beginning, you know, people were sort of mortified at any kind of non-business sounds, you know, coming over the airwaves, you know, yeah. the dog barking when the Amazon guy delivers, the kids running in the room, you know, I don't, eating breakfast, you know, whatever it is. And now I actually, that's almost the most enjoyable part right. of my day is that I get this little glimpse into all of my, you know, folks that I work with, what does their household sound like, you yep. know, and how many things are they ordering from Amazon on a daily basis? Because, <laughs> you know, some people have a problem, you know, and if you're one of them, you know, you can reach out. There are groups that can help you with that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I need to get that information from my daughter because I kid you not, you know, stuff just shows up in my house yeah. and I don't know why or where, you know, but the delivery folks know where I live. I mean, it's it's <laughs> not good. 
Yeah. I actually that brings up a really good one. I was I was listening to the radio. I think it was it made Friday. And apparently the Europe so in the European Union, I forget the country, they're surfacing up a law where companies have to, you know, I don't know how they're going to do this. You know, enforce is not the right word, you know, mandate maybe the right word that individuals need to get their own quality time to themselves because what they're finding is that, you know, this remote working environment has blended everything, right? We don't have a clear demarcation point between when is yeah. work time and when is family time. We didn't before, you know, if we were living, in the, you know, the IT space was notorious for that, you know, like, so we, we've not had that for a long time, but I think now everybody's living in it. And, you know, to your point, as much as, you know, we're hearing family noises, you know, during the workday, the fact is that during the family time, we're still working also, you know, because we're using our phones, which is another part of this remote, you know, modern work experience yep. we should talk about. But, you know, I mean, I think a big part of this is just, again, human conditioning and how how do we manage this? And, you know, there's a lot at risk. I, I, I think that burnout thing is real. I think that, you know, there are a lot of, you know, and we're coupling it today with coronavirus, which makes it harder, right? right. And now we're in the winter. So if you're in Chicago, it's great you know but the you know it is real like you know there is no demarcation point anymore we don't have time to clearly turn it off i don't think at least well, that's I my mean, experience. yeah it's, it's like a, the old say, saying right um we can work from anywhere right now and that's great and it's also the worst thing is being able to work from everywhere right yeah. because it it clouds things like vacations uh it oh. clouds things like personal time right yep. Um, Jake, to, to your your point, right? There is a popular TV commercial about a guy on video to a boardroom, and his kids come on, and they put, you know, a sticker on his nose, and I think it's about daycare or something like that. And and the guys in the boardroom are like, "What the heck is going on?" Right? And that is completely different than it was 12 months ago. And mm -hmm. and you make a really good point that uh, times are changing, and getting with the being with the home, the mobile worker and stuff, it was interesting. And to take, Elliot, to your point, one step further, when the pandemic hit for all of us, it was working from home and being mobile was stuff that we were used to because we do it every day. Right. But there must have been organizations, and we know there were organizations that it was a huge shock. They were not prepared for it. Many of the school systems weren't prepared to do remote learning, right? And it's, um, you know, and that's almost silly, right? Because yeah. if you're out sick for a cold for a week, you need to be able to, you know, do your homework and be a student just like anybody else is. So um, I think that we're, we're really coming into a new world, but um, those differences, I think uh, some of that stuff is going to change for the better, for sure. I think that's such a great point. I'd love to build on that a little bit, Bob, um, which is, two things one about the school comment and you know not not i'm not trying to get personal but i want to use the kids they're, they're like the grand experiment with all of this right because they've gone from zero to a hundred on remote working yeah. at various ages right and so you could look in your own house i could open the door right now and look at a 12 year old and a 16 year old you know coping with this new remote worker and they're handling it differently. You know, sometimes great, sometimes it's a big challenge. Um, and I'm sure that's happening in, in households across, you know, the United States and, and around the world, really. Um, so 
if we don't think that's happening in the adult workplace, you know, you're kidding yourself, right? There, are, sure. there is, there's a full spectrum of, you know, not only the role itself, does it lend well to remote um, interactions, and then the individual who's in that role, you know, how do they function in that? Um, and so, you know, it's something to really, there's going to be a lasting impact one way or another, where, like you said, Bob, like, I can't imagine that if if you want to take a vacation um, and you're pulling your kid out of school, like in a year from now, isn't that kid just going to be on Zoom or something right. like doing the class while oh, you're I, in I'm Pablo? Yeah, that's I'm right. Yeah. Kids that are taking, don't have to wait for spring break stuff. anymore, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, you don't. I mean, you know, I, I'm familiar with students that are taking entire semesters in different locations altogether, you know, and it just doesn't, it does not matter. You know, there are kids that in our local high school here that just basically left their, they moved from Chicago to many of them, Arizona, to be honest, and are taking their final semester, their final year, senior year from Arizona because they could, you know, I mean, it's, it's quite remarkable actually. Well, you know, just to add on to that, Elliot, that's happening in the workplace too. I I know people in my immediate orbit you know, that have moved from Seattle to yep. somewhere else just because it doesn't matter right now. And you can live anywhere and do and do this job uh, or, or any, you know, kind of technology job with with remote working. And it's the tools and the cloud that enables that. Right. Yep. So, you know, that's kind of what brings it all back together. If we didn't have this technology and the Internet and lots of things that that are, you know, the foundation that needs to be there to do this. Um, this would not be possible, period. Like if this was happening 20 years ago, maybe I'm wrong. I, yeah. I, I, love that, I think about that question. Actually, I had written it down before because I thought, you know, like what, what, would he, what would we have done? You know, can you just put, you know, put yourself back in time, go to the, go to the eighties. Right. I mean, you know, like I remember early eighties still dropping quarters into pay phones, you know, or, yeah. or calling collect, you know, <laughs> that's the best, by the way, ask your kids what calling collect means. And that, <laughs> that, that is awesome. Hearing that, that answer is, that is awesome. But yeah, I'm mean, a what, rotary what? phone. Yeah. How does this thing work? Did yeah. you ever see that by the way, there's a YouTube on I that where they it. put like two teenagers in front of a rotary phone and it, like they honestly couldn't yeah. figure it out. You know, like it was <laughs> that's awesome. Great. It was awesome. But I, what would we have done? Seriously, I I mean, it would have been catastrophically worse, you know, I think, from an so economic perspective. Because I think even just for the worker, I mean, you know, could, could you, as a company, could you afford to keep these people employed if they were not able to actually be productive no. and contribute? No. You know, I don't think I would have this job. Nope. I don't think you guys would have your jobs. You know, so how many other millions... You know, just wouldn't have been able to do that if this was the 80s or the 90s. Well, okay, let me throw, here's another thought for you. And this is, you know, probably pretty controversial. Would would we have approached COVID the same way, right? So if if the alternative reality is that it would have been complete economic disaster, right? Like exponentially worse than what we currently are dealing with, right? And what we were dealing with is terrible. Right. But if it would have been exponentially worse, meaning society would have collapsed, right? Uh-huh. We may not have done anything. We may have said, you know what, there's gonna be a lot of people that are are going to, you know, it's gonna be a horrible outcome either way. This is the only way for us to keep society afloat. You know I mean? That's, right. 
it, we may have been forced with even more catastrophic decisions had we not had the technology to support where we are. In, in a way, we're very lucky. Right. You know, right. Yeah. That's and to, the, to that point, um, speaking about my Microsoft career a little bit, there, there used to be a couple sayings in the field at Microsoft. One is that you are always going, if you wanted to move up the ladder, you'd eventually have to move to Seattle or Redmond, right? That was always expected in the field. The other thing was a situation I got in where I got a new job at Microsoft, but I lived in the central region. And um, the last thing they said to me was, Bob, you got this job, but you got to move to the east region. And I'm like, why? I'm right in the middle. Uh, I I can go up or down. I mean, it's just a location. They said, no, you have to be in the East region, right? You have to. And that's how I got to Florida from Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. And it was just interesting that that was such um, a rule at the time that I had to live, even if I was going to be mobile, it didn't matter. I had to have an address in the East region. So it's just really interesting how times have changed, even at a technology company like Microsoft. They really have. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm interviewing folks for a backfill position that's kind of tertiary to my role right now. Do you want to promote it? And, you know, none of them are based here, you know, and, and none of them are based where the partner, it, it's you guys, it's, you know, but none of them are based in, in Phoenix. And, you know, that's, that's awesome. That means our pool is bigger. It's more diverse. Um, you know, there is no expectation of uprooting your family. Luckily for you, Bob, you did get out of Cincinnati. So, you know, that's, that's a bonus. That, <laughs> oh. Shout out to Ohio. No. Yeah. <laughs> We just lost all our listeners. <laughs> we we just lost Cincinnati. our three, three friends in Cincinnati. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, well, you know, so to say something nice about Cincinnati, I reflect fondly on WKRP. Uh-huh. And, you know, again, another 70s reference, which has nothing to do with my age because that was before my time. So, <laughs> great show, again, in Cincinnati, Ohio. Right. You know, it's funny that you just said that, though, Bob, because, um, you know, I do think about that a lot. Like, you know, I, I did move up here. 16 plus years ago for, for a job at Microsoft. And uh, I mean, I'm glad I did. I wouldn't move, you know, I'm not like thinking, how do I get out of here? But, um, you know, I probably wouldn't have had to do that if that was today. And, you know, right. how different of a trajectory on so many vectors, you know, who your kids are friends with, what schools they go to, who yep. am I friends with, career, you know, everything is different based on that and and technology and the cloud has just wiped that out from a consideration standpoint which is awesome well i would say i would say three things technology the cloud of course but i think the pandemic too right so in the sense sure. that yep. i think you know the pandemic clearly they, you know, there's a stat they said it you know fast forwarded transformation by what 10 years something like that which whatever that means you know like that that who knows who 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 measured that one you know like i have no idea but yeah. You know, but this is, you know, going to come, the pandemic is going to come to an end. I mean, I think, you know, we've got a vaccine in play, got, you know, I think in the next week or two, it's expected that it'll start being distributed there. I think they're saying that by the summer, we should have some sort of from this thing, you know, you know, who knows what the exact month will be, but there will be a point where we're, we're technically back to normal, whatever that is. Yeah. What, what do you think is going to return to where we were, what's going to stick, 
you know, like, do you think, Jake, do you think we're going to travel as much as we did before? I mean, you and I were on planes every week for days. I think about that a lot, actually. You know, it's funny you brought that up because I, I, you know, I was I had a thought when one of you gentlemen were, were speaking earlier related to that, which was, you know, that time on time on plane, you know, T.O.P. Yeah. Like, yeah. I actually really enjoyed that from a productivity standpoint, because, you know, we talk about the blending of like, where are the lines and there's no delineation. That was a delineation, right? Like, 100%. you know, you, you are, you can't talk. And that's a, that's a choice that, that we've made because I'm sure they could enable, you know, voice calls on a, on a plane. Um, and so we've decided to not do neighbors and I'm, I'm glad that they do. They, we have that. Right. So, um, to, so to answer your your last question though, Elliot, um, I think we probably will travel less, you know, because of how effective. I mean, I, in many many ways, I feel more productive, more effective, um, you know, more more accomplishments in a shorter period of time, more moving the ball forward on many different levels. Um, in this remote worker world. And so when we're back to normal, whenever, whatever month that is, you know, do I foresee the same T&E budget, you know, that I had before? I, I, if I were, if I were in Vegas, I'd have to take the under on that, right? Like yeah, it have sure. to go, it have to go down. Like it has to. I mean, yeah. the co- there's zero cost now of that. We don't have that line item on our balance sheet. And yet, you know, there are successes happening. So to introduce a net new cost, you'd have to be able to prove out something pretty significant, you know, from a P&L perspective to, to authorize that. So I, I think that I, I don't think you're wrong. I, I think I think you're right. I think there's degrees, you know, and I think, you know, there'll be there'll be it won't be zero. Right. I mean, right. I think we're going we're gonna to go back to travel. There will be travel. But I think to your point, you know, uh, it's going to have to be vetted out way more than it was before right we're going to see what happened to bob's budget that's right that's right (laughs) you know what about commercial real estate don't you think many um, companies will be maybe closing offices downsizing offices making them smaller seeing that this remote thing works and can save um companies money you know from because offices are a huge expense right and i i think we're going to see that much smaller, have it more event-based or activity-based. Yeah. Um, I, I really see a reduction in that area for sure. 100%. I agree with that. I know we're thinking about, I mean, obviously, I'm not trying to break any news or anything here, you know, but, um, you know, we're, we are thinking about that in our, in the Seattle area, you know, what does that look like? What roles can be permanently remote, whatever that means? Um, you know, do you need an assigned workspace, you know, where you go in there every day, or do you need more of a, you know, if there's a hundred people on the team, you need 20 workspaces that can be utilized, you know, on a rotation basis. And that, you know, that's a great reduction to your point, Bob. So yeah, I think that'll be different. All right. So here's the the other side of that coin, right? Which is that, you know, clearly when you have teammates together, you know, in, a, in an office, right? It's much more conducive to developing culture. I would say that culture is developed through real interpersonal connections and, you know, interactions, right? So 
you know, how, and this is a rhetorical question, but how do how do you establish and maintain really cultivate culture yeah. in a remote workforce environment? Can you do it? Yeah. Right. So if we if this thing when this thing ends and we go back to, you know, a different normal, if we don't have th those credit areas of critical mass, do we put culture at risk? And, you know, what does that mean? Well, I mean, I, I'd love to just comment on that one because, you know, I think that, about that a lot. I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a big fan of humans. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I am. You know, I like to be around them. Um, you know, so uh, and we had we had a new manager come in uh, on my team. You know, so my direct manager, uh, kind of in the gosh, it must have been you know the April or May you know timeframe, something like that. I probably had the month wrong, but culture with a new manager o over this team extremely important you know what what's the tone going to be like how do we get to know her um you know there are no team offsites where you know you get to feel that uh connection outside of a of a business environment all the things we talked about before and so i'll tell you you know we, we've we've done some things you know to address that in this current uh climate um you know we have a call every friday with our team which and everybody shows up, you know, except for a few exceptions over time, um, where it's not business related at all. Um, you know, we have a, a topic that we sometimes, you know, queue up. Sometimes we all decide to watch a movie, um, you know, the week before, That's not cool. during the call. Like, you, you know, watch this movie before you come and then we'll talk about it. Yes. Um, they're usually very focused on, you know, which is actually another cool thing in all this, all the um, social you know, change in the environment, you know, in our in our country that's going on right now. So sometimes we'll do some things um, that, that have a, a powerful message, you know, that we'll talk about. But we're trying to build culture. We did a, a series where, you know, for 10 weeks in a row, somebody presented on themselves, you know, for the for the call. And, you know, it was not business related, right? It's like, this crazy thing happened in high school. And, you know, this thing in college, and here's how I met my wife. And, my kids are awesome. And in fact, so much so that um, for the holidays, we're doing a secret Santa thing, but we're, we're leveraging what we've learned about each person over this time to pick the gift for them, right? So it's like, nice. if I've heard that I would have known by now that Bob is an avid golfer, you know, I think he just got under a uh, hundred for his handicap, which is <laughs> awesome. So congratulations, Bob. That's but you know, for many people that don't know, that's probably that's an, right. that's right. that's that's an insult. Bob probably broke that in, you know, like in yeah. third grade. You yeah. Know, that's, <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah. Thanks for the clarification. But, you know, others on the team would have learned that about him, you know, during the, his, his presentation. Right. And, you know, probably whoever picked his name, you know, would have sent him something related to, to golfing. So it's kind of a test, right? Like to see how well were you listening? How well do you yep. know so-and-so? You know, how nuanced are you going to get, you know, like, oh, yeah, he was into, you know, Air Jordans when he was 15. And, you know, all of a sudden I sent him a, a Nike gift card, you know, whatever. So but, right. you know, we've tried to, to build that culture, Elliot. And I think the overarching headline is it has to be a deliberate effort. Right. It's not going to just happen. Um, you know, I think there hopefully there are people listening to this that are kind of head nodding right now yeah. and yeah. or thinking about the last eight months and thinking, shoot, you know, I wish. I would have done more, you know, to build and foster that. And you know, it's not too late. Start 
tomorrow yeah. and you know set aside time for that you know i to to jake's point and to try to answer that question elliot it's developing new best practices right it's doing those things J jake mentioned and making them their own your own um i have to, with my team do some of those stuff that jake's mentioned and it has been successful and it has worked really well it's um you know trying to find that in between that new best practice right if you're all in the same town maybe you um, meet at the office every wednesday and have lunch or for a few hours and work right or wednesdays you're in the office day um, you know, whatever it is, those kind of things, those best practices, I think are going to lead the way to that culture, hopefully, if you have a high-performing team, because I think you need to have culture to have a high-performing team. That's awesome comments. Awesome. Yeah. The only, and it, the only other thing I would love to add there is, you know, t speaking about technology, right, um, and what Microsoft Teams has enabled us to do, we have a, we have a, a chat that's ongoing for just our team and, um, you know, kind of came out of one of our weekly meetings where somebody thought of this idea. And so, you know, we're doing, we're utilizing that on a daily basis, right? For, for not only communicating about, hey, has anybody ever had this issue? Does anybody know about that? But silly things from the weekend or, you know, kind of family updates, you know, and it, it's, it's my most active chat, you know, that I have yeah. going. Um, but, you know, the technology enables that you feel like you're connected at all times. You can search back up through it, um, you know, in case you missed something and you haven't checked it in, you know, a week or whatever. So technology fostering that culture as well is is really important. So, yeah, no, great, great <clears throat> comments. You know, and, and it occurs to me there are so many parts of this technology that we have already learned to take for granted. You know, the that idea of that persistent chat you know, which didn't exist before Teams, right? There was Skype, but those chats were pretty <coughs> singular. You know, like the, with Teams, the chats right. in those groups can be persistent, which is, you know, great for a whole bunch of reasons, including what you're talking about. Presence, online presence, the fact that, you know, we, I can see when somebody's online or when somebody's busy and it helps me collaborate more effectively. And there's just a ton to it that, you know, all the time we take for granted. It's, been, you know, and that's because largely, I think, you know, we come from a tech industry and the tech background in this for some time. So, okay, in terms of technology, one of the next steps in all this, because, you know, we're in technology is the future, right? And, you know, I was thinking about, well, where do you, where do we see remote collaboration in the future? And I found myself quickly going to HoloLens and going to virtual reality or mixed reality or however we want to frame it. Um, and I think that that's a brave new world. I don't think that, you know, we're, you know, I don't know if that's prime time yet. I think HoloLens is doing very well. Um, I think that, you know, there's a whole bunch of other variations of virtual reality, which are gaming in, you know, in, in nature, which is a little different. Like HoloLens, my take on it is, is that mixed reality concept where, you know, I can see the image, the, my real life vision in front of me. I can see what's really in front of me, but then there's also these artificial images that are super imposed upon what I'm looking at. And then another person in that hollow lens environment can work with me on it. And, you know, I, it may, I find myself going straight to education because I feel like that's, you know, a great way for that to make sense. But I mean, what do you know about that reality, Jake? You know, I mean, hollow lens, virtual reality, what, what's your take on that? Well, I mean, to me, I, I, 
I certainly agree with your sentiment that it it feels um, it feels realistic from a mainstream work. Uh, you can see how Teams is an evolution of Skype for business, or even you know AOL Instant Messenger. You know, it's got its roots in some of that. You know, which took you know twenty years or whatever to get to where we are, which is pretty magical and. A good testament of a technology, I think, uh, of, in terms of how rich its feature set is, is I thought you were going to ask, you know, what what could I see changing with Teams in, in the future? Sure. And I was thinking, I don't know, because it's pretty darn robust right now. And so you didn't ask that. Um, but, um, you know, the other one, I don't know either, right? <laughs> Which is like, hey, you know, I, I've seen all the same cool videos that you've seen and many of our listeners and viewers have seen as well. Um, and I haven't seen that introduced in, into a, a, I haven't been in a meeting where there was anything HoloLens related at all, other than talking about, you know, how we're going to get it to partners and, you know, sell it and things like that. Um, so I think we're a ways off. And there may be, um, you know, very specific cases for it, um, you know, that it's much more prevalent today. Um, but I think in terms of like, is it going to be part of our, you know, how does a remote worker in general, you know, operate? To me, it feels like we're we're years away, you know, if not longer, you know, a decade or something. I don't know. Yeah, I think there's a hardware component to it. There's a adoption piece. There's, you know, what are we touching you know, in real yeah. life together. Yeah. What's the, what's the use case? Yeah. Right. I, right. Yeah. I, I, I think that, yeah. And I, you know, part of this is sort of, you could begin to see certain components coming together where, you know, you can see that there is a future coming. Like, you know, Bob and I had a podcast just before this on 5G and that became incredibly fascinating in terms of what that implies in terms of, you know, the data that's going to be sucked up into the cloud and, you know, the kind of, you know, outcomes that can be a part of that, right? So with 5G comes, you know, more that we can leverage, you know, from a cloud AI perspective. We have a generation of kids that are growing up with virtual reality in the gaming environment, right? So there's, gaming has gotten to a certain place, but there is this population of gamers that are working in virtual reality. They're becoming, you know, they, that, and that's how it happens, right? You know, it's like they, they grow up and there's certain expectations. Right. And, you know, I... I mean, I feel as if it's there's gonna be something, you know what I mean? Like it's just a question of what is that manifestation? Where does that play out, you know, in its greatest footprint, you know? But I again, I'm not sure. I'm going back to flying cars because that's <laughs> clearly where I want to see want, it. I want a flying car. <laughs> it's yeah. got it's got to be that. The closer I made this joke last time, but the closer we get to J the Jetsons, Jake, I think you know better you know <laughs> i think that's awesome you, you know i would say also um you know when you think about technology and the iterative advances you know early on those advances are monumental right like just to put it in layman's terms you know like going from real to real you know to vhs wow you know like oh compact you know super easy home use and then to go from VHS to DVD, like, are you kidding me? The quality jump, but going from DVD to Blu-ray, well, is it better? I don't know. Do I have the settings right on the TV? Yeah, yeah. Not all jumps make it. Yeah, right. That's fair. And then you know, isn't there something else? I don't know, some 4K or 8K thing. You know, I don't know how much better it's going to be, but 
My point is early on, those those are big jumps, you know, like going from not going from the 90s to this remote working, huge. Like you said, many more catastrophic outcomes, you know, had we not right. been able to do this. Going from this to a virtual reality or augmented reality environment, better, you know, in certainly in certain cases. Um, but I don't think it changes fundamentally what we remote, like, you know, the remote information worker, you know, is able to do. Uh, it might change. It might look cooler. Uh, you know, my son just recently got the new Xbox Series, you know, X. And, you know, he called me into the room to, to check it out. And, you know, you know, God bless it. I'm, it's amazing. But, you know, going from an Xbox 360 to an Xbox One, like, blew my mind. <laughs> and, you know, it already looked like real life when I'm watching him play, you know, Madden or basketball. And this looks better. But to me, you know, it's not like, oh, my God, like, what, what did he do? Right. I know yeah. the insides are better and you know, that stuff. But anyways. Well, much better than Atari. That's right. <laughs> Pong and Pac-Man. Exactly. You keep yep. dating yourself here, Elliot. I mean, it's all right. That's you know what one of the things Microsoft really does well, and we can use Teams as an example, is that they acquire companies that make their technology better, right? Because mm -hmm. you look at Teams and to, to what Jake was saying, I see SharePoint, I see Yammer, I yeah. see Skype. Totally. Right. These are all Microsoft acquisitions over the years and totally. combining them together into one platform is, is so powerful. Right. right. And, and that's it. It may not come from Microsoft. It may come from two guys in a garage. Right. Yeah. You, you never know where it's going to come from. But that technology can lead to to greater things. And that's why technology as an industry to me is so thrilling because you never know where it's going to go next right That's so interesting bob yeah i mean and, you know just to underscore that a little bit more um the, the fact that teams is so prevalent i mean here's a great i think you know example of how you know indoctrinated i am into teams and how it's part of our culture i have a second monitor mm -hmm. in my home office that only has teams on it all the time. Like that's what's up there. You know, I'm, I'm looking at you guys on that monitor because that's happening on teams. I've got the chat going. I've got the different yep. channels where I'm finding things all the time. I've got my video on there. And that used to be sort of, I mean, I never even had a second monitor, but if I did before, it would have been Outlook, right? And yeah, that would have right. been up all the time. And now, you know, it's slowly the scale is tipping a little bit more towards where I spend most of my time in Teams and less time in Outlook, which I think, you know, I just heard America rejoice, you know, when I said that, because, you know, there's there's a non-affinity towards email, I think, that, you know, that, that we're, we're moving away from. So, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No, really, really good. Um, all, all right. I mean, I, I think this has been awesome. Thank you, Jake. I think it's that was a fast hour, guys. I think it was. Good, that was Definitely a good conversation. The That's yeah. the sign of a really good podcast. That yeah, is a fast hour. That yeah. is awesome. Definitely. So, Jake, thank you very much. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Godspeed. Godspeed in your endeavors at Microsoft, sir. <laughs> Thanks, guys. And uh, good.
Good luck to you guys with everything. And I'm sure we will we will be having a virtual happy hour or something like that soon. Sounds John, good. love it. All right. All right. Thanks. See you guys. Bye. Bye.